Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. In the last few weeks here on Exploring Missions, uh, you have gotten to hear uh, from some of my heroes, men and women that are making a difference in the area of missions. And it has been a blessing for these interviews. Uh, I get to go to what is called the National Religious Broadcasters Convention that they have each year. And there I, I get to meet new people and also get to meet some people there that uh, we just about meet each year. And this interview that you'll hear later on is from a friend that's become a dear friend uh, with Voice of the Martyrs. Uh, this organization, if you do not know about it, uh, you can get online and, and Voice of the Martyrs, and you can find that, their website. It will help you. And uh, so we want to interview this uh, Todd. We did interview him, and it'll be a blessing to you. So you'll want to stick around. And matter of fact, you'll want to tell your friends to go to AFR.net after a day or two and tell them to go to the podcast and look for Exploring Missions and look at the interview that we did with Todd Nettleton for Voice of the Martyrs. Nathan, uh, again, in I, the first time I heard this, it was staggering to me because I'd read Fox's Book of Martyrs and I'd kept up with those things of people being persecuted. But in the 20th century, the 20th century, there were more martyrs dying for Christ than there had been all the 1900 years before that combined. Mm. That So persecution is real. It's been real. And it's still real today in many areas of our, 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 our nation, our world, I should say. Yeah, it's, it's not slowed down. It's def- definitely ongoing. Sometimes the geography landscape changes of where those hot spots are at any given time. There's a few countries, there's a few places that have been uh, regulars, if you will, uh, toward persecuting Christians. Um, always toward the top of the list or at the top is, you know, North Korea. Um, Still is. Yeah. Still and, is. And then you can pick out a handful of Middle Eastern countries. Um, and and now we're talking about just continual last several years uh, growth in persecution toward Christians and even other groups, you could say, but in, in India. Um, and then there's just, there's just places all over the world where the enemy, uh, spiritual enemy, our enemy, is opposing the work of, of Jesus Christ. Um, now it's a losing fight on his part, but in the, in the process before that, uh, that last day comes, um, he's doing as much damage as he can, including um, seeing um, brothers and sisters um, die, killed, suffer, uh, imprisoned for, for their faith in Jesus Christ. And when we say that, we're talking about not just for being a Christian necessarily. Sometimes that happens. Um, 
but m- mostly it's for the, the ones that are being vocal and, and sharing the good news of Jesus. Those are the ones that are walking around with the target on their back from political leaders or even uh, more of a grassroots uh, community-based um, persecution that might happen. So um, we definitely want to remember those of our brothers and sisters that are experiencing persecution and their families that are left for those that have been killed for their faith and martyred. Um, but we also want to pray for them and um, know that we are part of what they are doing. We are the church. Um, and so, you know, there's not the persecuted church and then the free church. There's the church. Church. And uh, if it's happening to one of us, it's happening to all of us. And we want to definitely be faithful in praying, maybe even giving, supporting um, the work that's being done, uh, whether through Voice of the Martyrs or, or another ministry or just in our own, I would say the number one thing is let's not give up in freedom what they refuse to give up under persecution, which is our ability to share the gospel and our desire to, to be a witness and be that verbal uh, and even provide a visual demonstration and proclamation of the gospel of Jesus. You know, I, not only Todd, who I'll, I'll be interviewing, but others, and uh, I asked them, I said, what can we pray for these persecuted brothers and sisters for? And he said, I tell you, and many others have said, give us the strength and courage to remain faithful, uh, not for it to ease up, not to get us out of this, but to, for God to give us what we need in order to stand strong. And when I read especially the letters, Jesus said, in this world you will have difficulties, tribulations, really persecution, as they <laughs> they didn't love me, they won't love you either. Right. This should not catch us off guard that we're hated. Yeah, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised at it. Peter talked about it. John talked about it. Okay, the God, the, the apostle of love, uh, John, would talk about Antichrist coming into the world and the, the spirit of Antichrist, the, the teaching of Antichrist. And so the whole idea is that Paul talked about it, uh, that we've got to stand in the evil day. And so I would say the Bible has helped us to understand that this persecution is common. Yes. Now, we in America, because of the founding of our country and what our forefathers laid out and saw— <laughs> We have been blessed beyond measure without that difficulty in persecution. You know that. Yeah. But we're still responsible to pray for them. We're still responsible to help them. And again, if the Paul talked about if part of the body is hurting, the other parts of the body should respond. We're part of that body for, right. for those that are in uh, Nigeria, those that are in Afghanistan right now suffering greatly for Christ. Uh, we're they're hurting the body, so we should have and feel some of the pain as well. Yes, we should, and we should not. Even though we feel like in in the West and in America, especially, we are insulated from a lot of the persecution uh, from some of the reasons you were talking about. I would say on the negative side, some of the reasons that we don't experience as much persecution is maybe some of our witness is not as bold. Uh, maybe we're not. We're not um, the witnesses that we, like some of our brothers and sisters might be. Uh, we can learn from them, and that's part of it. We need to learn 
from our brothers and sisters they who are going Christ. through it. They receive Christ knowing what's going to happen to them. Yeah, and know, we, we should not look at them, although it's, it's kind of human nature, and it's to a degree I would say it's okay. We don't need to look at them full of pity and, 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 and just be so troubled by it. Uh, like you said, they want us to pray for them that they would be strong. There's a passage in First uh, Peter. First Peter talks a lot about suffering for Jesus and going through persecution. First uh, Peter chapter four, verse sixteen says, "But if anyone suffers as a Christian, he should not be ashamed, but should glorify God with that name." In other words, it's not a shameful thing to experience persecution in the eyes of the world. Yes, but in God's eyes and in our eyes as the church, it's an honor to suffer. For the name of Jesus, and we should we should celebrate, not that they're suffering and not that they're being persecuted, but we should celebrate what God is doing through their witness and through their work and through their faithfulness, through it all. Hebrews chapter eleven is the hall of fame of faith, and it mentions those that were delivered in such a great way, but it said in others, the same faith that delivered some sent some to death. Same faith. Yeah. It says they were tortured, they uh, did, they had mockings, scourging, chains, imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sewn into all these things. I want you to listen to this interview as we find brothers and sisters around the world that are still standing for Christ. Today on Exploring Missions, we have a very special guest, a return guest, matter of fact. And uh, when I found out he was going to be able to be available to interview, I I was excited. And it is Todd Nettleton with Voice of the Martyrs. Todd, thank you for returning. It is my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, it is always a joy to have you. I love Voice of the Martyrs, period. And then when I got to know you, I said, man, this is a double blessing. So I say that truthfully and honestly. Well, thank you. You're the chief uh, of media relations and message Integration. Now, I, that last one, I, I had to look at that it two throws times. people, yeah. yeah. You, you get in the message right, though, right? Well, the, the goal is that all of us at VOM are preaching out of the same hymnal or singing out of the same hymnal. So that, that's part of my job is to kind of help make sure, you know, our magazine and our social media and our radio program, all those things kind of sound like VOM. And yeah. so, yeah, that's... Uh, have you found that communication's most difficult thing in the world to do? In marriage, yeah. in family, in work. Now you're stepping on my toes. Okay, oh. that's a communication. Yeah, I thought you said that. No, that's not what I said. But anyway, we appreciate you being with. You. You're also the host of the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Program. Yeah, that's the that's the title that I want people to remember because I want them to remember we have a radio program. It's heard every week on AFR. Yeah. Uh, it's a podcast as well. If, if you miss it on AFR, you can hear it online. You can hear it in the podcast stream. Um, the great thing that I like to do is let persecuted Christians tell their stories. Yes. Um, and so when you get to hear somebody tell their story in their voice, uh, it that that lights me up, and I know it lights our listeners up too. So um, that's the title that I I really am pleased to have people know about is hey he's the host of VOM Radio, not because I'm on the show because you get to hear directly from persecuted Christians. You get to hear uh, this week where we have a guest who lived in Afghanistan and he's talking about hey 
the Taliban took over Afghanistan. What does that mean for the church? What does that mean for Christians who are there? Equipping people to pray, equipping people to know what's going on. Uh, that's what we try to do every week on VOM Radio, and, and I love being a part of it. Well, I appreciate you being the one that is the host and making that available to us. Voice of the Martyrs is such a vital ministry for the body of Christ. And because uh, there are brothers and sisters, you know, it's the church. And then some of our brothers and sisters are being persecuted. And uh, so I, I appreciate you bringing that to our attention, our prayer list. Right now, I want to ask you this question. Is it really difficult in the world today? It is. Christians? Uh, it, it is very difficult. In, in more than 70 countries, Christians are persecuted on a, on a regular basis. It is you know, when you come to Christ in one of these countries, you know persecution is the likelihood. Um, doesn't mean every single Christian is persecuted, but it, every single Christian knows they could be persecuted. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think about, we just talked about Afghanistan. Um, people coming to faith, people sharing their faith, even in the midst of that. Uh, and that is typically a one-on-one -on -one conversation uh, where the, the Afghan Christian might tell a story. Now, they won't say this is a story from the Bible. Just let me tell you a story. They tell the story and they, and they watch the person. Okay, it's, you know, how's it going? Does, does he want to hear more? Does, is he getting angry? Oh, maybe I better not say anything else. And then the person may say, hey, man, I love that story. Do you have any more stories? Oh, oh let me tell you another story. And it might be 10 stories in before you say, hey, these stories are actually from the Bible. Would you be interested in, in having a Bible? Would you be interested in talking about the Bible? And the whole time as, as the storyteller, as the Christian, you're watching the person to see how this is going. Because right. if it goes south, you could be killed. Right. Literally, wow. you could be killed. Uh, and so it's like, is he smiling? Is he, is he asking for more? And so that, you know, when I think about that, any, any suffering that I endure is, seems pretty <laughs> small potatoes compared to watching the person to see, okay, is this person gonna kill me because I'm talking about Jesus, because I'm talking about a story from the Bible. Well, when we first started doing Exploring Missions and AFR, our co-host Nathan and I were talking about it's hard to call what we face in America persecution when you compare that to those in Afghanistan. You know, it's tough. Yes, it's some places. Uh, but if you're going to levels, I guess you could yeah. say levels off. Yeah. But it's, it's it's it was hard for me to use that word for any anybody in the United States. But in the latter few years, there have been people that have been really suffering for Christ because of their stance for, you know, the principle of the Word of God being obeyed. Yeah. But we have brothers and sisters around the world that are suffering right now, imprisoned, uh, so much going on. Right now, uh, you guys are always telling us the most difficult places. Do you have a list of those <laughs> right now that... Um, Come to you mind. know, it's it's a question that I'm asked often, and I don't I don't think there's a more difficult place than North Korea, um, and and you know, the North Korean government is built on the idea that members of the Kim family are divine beings. They are gods. Uh, kindergartners are taught when you sit down to a meal, you say, "Thank you, Father Kim Il Sung, for our food." So if if you or I come in and say, "Hey, Jesus Christ is Lord," that's not just a foreign religion. It's not just, hey, we don't do that here. It's treason. It undermines the foundation of the North Korean government for you to say Jesus is Lord. And so 
strictly from a political standpoint, they can't let Christianity spread because they know it's a direct threat to the government. Uh, and so if you are found to be a Christian, not only you go to a concentration camp, your parents and your children go to the concentration camp too, because if we get three generations, maybe we can cut this off and keep it from spreading and undermining the regime. So I think, you know, I often say North Korea is a prison camp disguised as a country. Wow. And, and everybody there is oppressed. Everybody there is in, in difficult circumstances. But Christians are singled out as the very worst of the worst because the government sees them as a direct threat, as an enemy. Because we have no king but Jesus. Exactly. I mean, that's, exactly. that's the whole idea. And so, and, and like I say, it's, it's treason for you to come in and say Jesus is Lord. You are saying that the Kim family is not Lord. <laughs> and well, we can't let you say that. <laughs> One more country I want to ask you about before I, I want to ask you about the book. I'm, we've interviewed you about uh -huh. it, but it's so good. We want to make people knowledgeable of it again. Is Nigeria really suffering right now? It is, um, and particularly in the northern part of the country. So you've got Boko Haram, which is a radical terrorist group that has pledged allegiance to ISIS. They want to set up a caliphate, an Islamic caliphate in northern Nigeria. Then you have uh, Islamists from among the Fulani tribe who are opposed to the gospel, opposed to Christians, and they are attacking Christian villages and churches and people. And, you know, you'll hear about these attacks and they attack this village. But then when you start digging deeper, it's like, wait a minute, the Christian homes in the village were burned. The Muslim homes were not. Well, that's, that's not just an attack on a village. That, that's Christian persecution. They are targeting the Christians. And... The Nigerian government, it's every new leader in Nigeria says, I'm the guy who can get control of this. I, I can defeat Boko Haram. And every leader fails. Uh, they, they are still there. They are still attacking Christians. They're still wreaking havoc. Um, and so at some point you're like, OK, wait a minute. <laughs> if, if no government leader can address this, can really bring safety to our Christian brothers and sisters. It just seems to drag on and on and on. And it is a very difficult place. Is uh, other Christians from other countries helping them in this? Or is it, are they having to stand alone? What, what? You know, in, in many cases, they are in some ways standing alone because they're the ones there. They're the ones mm -hmm. being attacked. But there certainly are Christians who are reaching out. Voice of the Martyrs is very involved in northern Nigeria, mm -hmm. helping Christians who have been persecuted, helping people who've had to flee their village. Uh, people whose homes were burned down, people who've been injured in attacks. How are they going to go to the doctor? Where are they going to sleep? Who, you know, what, how are they going to eat? That are some of the ways that Voice of the Martyrs is able to come alongside and say, well, hey, we're going to help you. American Christians have given so that we can help you. We want to provide you with this. And uh, one of the things that happens in that is encouraging people to stay strong in their faith. Uh, because what they see is not the voice of the martyrs or even American Christians. What they see is God provided. God sent help when I needed it. He yeah. is faithful. He yeah. is real. I can keep on following him. Even though my husband was killed, even though my home was burned to the ground, the Lord provided for me and I'm going to continue to follow him. So it's a way of encouraging the church and, and helping the believers there stand strong, even in the midst of horrific suffering. I'd love to go on, but I want to get the book in because I found it to be very helpful. Uh, it is with faith, uh, when faith is forbidden, what, 
what a title. Was that, <laughs> did you think of that or did I, you hear I that? I wish or? I could take credit for it. Uh, the book is published by Moody Publishers. They came up with the title. Uh, their design team did an amazing job with the, the graphic design of the book. But the idea of the book is, so I just celebrated my 25th anniversary at VOM. So I've had the chance over the last 25 years to travel, to sit down, to meet with persecuted Christians. And often when I come back from a trip like that, I'll, I'll share in my Bible study group or in my Sunday school class, oh, we met this guy and oh, we met that lady. And that was an amazing story. And someone will say, I wish I could go on a trip with you. Yeah. And I'll say, well, that's really difficult because, you know, we can't have that many Americans, you know, traipsing around. The book is really an invitation. Hey, you let's let's go on a trip together. And if you will spend 40 days reading these stories and meeting the persecuted Christians that I've met over the last 25 years, your faith is going to be different on day 41. These are real people. Uh, these are real people who have gone through real suffering and stayed faithful to Christ. And my faith is different because I've had the chance to meet these people. I've had the chance to see and hear their stories and and see the smile on their face yeah. uh, when you expect them to be depressed and downtrodden. And yet they're smiling. They're happy. They're talking about how faithful God is. So that's the idea of the book is it's, let's go. Let's meet 40 persecuted Christians. Let's sit down and hear their stories. And then what I try to do is is bring that home to an American context, because like like we've said, Nobody's putting a gun to our head saying, hey, are you a Christian or a Muslim? And you know, if you say the wrong thing, you're going to be killed. But we have challenges. All of us have challenges. Right. Uh, and so what, what can we learn from these brothers and sisters that, and then apply it in our American context? What, what does it look like for us to be faithful to Christ the same way they've been faithful to Christ? So that's, that's the idea of the book. Uh, it's available at the Voice of the Martyrs website, persecution.com. People can get a copy. Um, and I would love for people to have it and be inspired by these brothers and sisters. Persecution.com. That's the that's one. Where you can get it. Let me, when I was hearing you this, I couldn't help but think, this is Hebrews chapter 11 continued. You know, we, we talk about the Hall of it Fame is. of Faith, and we get all excited about those guys that were delivered. But then toward verse 30 and 33, but others. There are a lot of but others going There's on There's a today. lot of but others. And the thing I think about in that passage is those of whom the world was not worthy. And... For me, it has been a holy privilege over the last 25 years to go and sit down with people. The, the Bible literally says they are too good for this world, of whom <laughs> that's the world more than a head, That's more than on a headstone yeah, in a cemetery, yes. isn't it? <laughs> and I've had the chance to sit and have tea with them and, and ask them questions and hear their stories. And so, um, yeah, I think of that often. And, you know, we, we read about the things that happen in Hebrews chapter 11. Those things are still happening today. There are still people living in caves and holes in the ground to get away from persecution. Um, that, that's reality for some of our brothers and sisters. I heard this story about a Chinese Christian uh, saying they're praying for America. <laughs> that, they are. That we would be strong. And here we are uh, in, still in so many ways have it made when it comes to our Christian faith and them praying for us to be strong and to to know the truth of God. I'll, I'll just, never forget, I, I met a Chinese pastor, and, and we were at his service, and he said, in China, Satan uses persecution to attack the church. He said, in America, Satan uses prosperity to attack the church. We both get attacked. Yeah. We both need to be ready to respond. 
Uh, but you have a different challenge than, than we have here. And, and I think, like you say, they, they are praying for our churches in America to stand strong and, and be biblical followers of Jesus Christ. One of my heroes, Joseph Son. I don't know if you've ever met him. I have not met him, but I've heard his story. He's from Romania, and we had the privilege of having him in our church where I was pastoring. I've never sat across someone that I felt that was closer to Jesus than him. I'll, I'll put it that way. And he said, similar to what the Chinese pastor said, he said, I've lived under Romania, under persecution. I've lived under America with prosperity. It's easier to be a real Christian under, under persecution wow. than it is prosperity. Wow. Now, that's, that was his statement. And, uh, and so, yet how many of us are saying, Lord, send some persecution to yeah. purify our churches? No. Uh, certainly I'm not praying that. I'm not it. either, but I, I, I want to be found faithful. Yep, me too. And, uh, so last, last minute or two that we're here, Todd, again, thank you for being with us. We, it's my pleasure. You don't know how much we appreciate it. And we love these updates. I know you're on the I radio, but I so love them. I, I love missions for you to be. Uh, how, what is the, when you think of the believers that are suffering right now, Afghanistan, Nigeria, North Korea, others, India. India is really, mm -hmm. uh, we've got real dear friends there, and it's stepping up a little mm -hmm. bit into that persecution. When we pray for them, do we pray for them? Uh, are they wanting us to pray for them to help them stand or take away the persecution or both? You know, their, their desire is that we pray that they will be faithful to Christ. The, the same prayer that we pray for ourselves. Lord, help me to be faithful. Help my brothers who are suffering to be faithful as well. And, you know, I think as, as we are recording this today, there are two brothers in Eritrea who are in prison. Today is actually the 19th anniversary of their arrest. So they have been in prison for 19 years today. And I had the chance to meet both of these pastors. I took a trip to Eritrea uh, more than 19 years ago. I had a chance to meet these guys. They got arrested a few months later. They're still in prison. Have never been charged with a crime, have never had a trial, never had a chance to defend themselves. Uh, and I think about them often. Their, their families have grown up. Their kids have grown up while they were in prison. Uh, they have missed so many milestones. Uh, and so one of the things that I think we can pray, Lord, let them know they're not forgotten. Amen. They are not alone in that prison cell. We, the body of Christ, are with them. Uh, Hebrews 13.3, remember those in prison as if you were with them. We are with them. Uh, and I think one of Satan's lies to persecuted Christians is nobody cares about you. Nobody knows about you. You're all by yourself. Why don't you give up? And so I pray, Lord, through the Holy Spirit, let them know they are not forgotten. Amen. They are not alone. We are with them in our spirit. We are with them in our prayers. And just give them that encouragement. Uh, and I have had, I'll never forget, Gracia Burnham, who was held right. hostage in the Philippines, she said at different points over the 17 months that she and her husband were held hostage, she would look at him or he would look at her and they would say, somebody's praying for us right now. <laughs> Amen. And so let's pray, Lord, let them know right now, right at this moment that they're being prayed for. Uh, and what an encouragement that must be when you're, you know, Satan is telling you, you're forgotten, you're all alone, nobody cares for the Holy Spirit to say, nope, somebody's praying for you right at this moment. Uh, so that's one of the prayers that I pray. Lord, let them know right now that they're being prayed for. Amen. Persecution.com. That's the one. And the book, When Faith is Forbidden. Uh, let me encourage our listeners to be in touch with both of those. And uh, you can get that book at persecution.com. 
Todd, thank you for being with us. It is my pleasure. Thanks and, for having uh, me. I pray it's not the last time if that's the deal. I, I, I hope so. Amen. Lord willing. <laughs> we pray that you would have a great day today. Pray for those that are being persecuted right now. And Lord, let that be our prayer. Let them know we're praying for them right now. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions.